change your perception of what you're looking at and everything changes. Hey, my name is Giorgio Janis and this is the How To Do Life podcast. If you've ever felt that no matter what you try, something is missing, then you're in the right place. My aim with this podcast is to begin filling in those blanks for you. So open your mind and get ready because I'm about to show you an entirely different way to look at your life. And once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. So let's get started. All right, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Now, I want to talk today about the cost of impatience. And the reason I want to talk about that is because I'm seeing in a lot of different consults, a lot of questions I'm getting, and even emails that I'm getting from people, a lot of the underlying struggle that a lot of you are wrestling with involves impatience. Now, what I mean by that is what can happen is as we get impatient throughout life, we tend to get emotional. We tend to start making decisions that aren't necessarily rational. Uh, We make emotional decisions and we can even make decisions that in any other situation we would avoid, but because of the impatience that we're experiencing, we'll put ourselves in these precarious scenarios of challenges that, quite frankly, we just shouldn't be dealing with. So I thought it would be valuable for me to tackle some of the impatience that some of you are feeling because I know in my own personal life and professional life, whenever I've gotten impatient about something, it's cost me either money, time, or an unreasonable amount of energy in order for me to try and bounce back from that. Now, where it's typical for people to experience impatience is with money. Uh, Money seems to be quite a bit of a metric for a lot of people, and they use money as a way to measure a lot of different aspects of life, career, relationships, even how far along you are in life in terms of your age. Do I have as much as other people supposedly have that I'm seeing? Is there enough in my bank account? Am I earning enough as other people? There's a whole like keeping up with the Joneses kind of feeling. And what can happen is as a result of feeling impatient with the way you're dealing with the finances in your life, you make financially unsound choices. And that can look like investing in things that appear to help you generate a lot of money, but actually end up costing you more. You can end up paying for things and paying for services where you're being promised earning huge returns and earning lots of money when in fact you end up losing a lot of money. This is something we've seen. If you actually study financial history and markets and economics, you will see that there is always something, there's always a new trend that people are chasing where there's a lot of money supposedly being made, like the gold rushes, for example. And a lot of people are flocking towards it, but only a select few, like a very small portion of people were actually generating wealth from it. Whereas everyone else was paying a lot of money to explore that as an option, but were actually losing a lot of money in the process. So there have been a number of quote unquote gold rushes throughout life, throughout the history of humanity. And you can trace it back to the times of Babylon. Hubert Bancroft wrote huge series of books, 10 books, where he explored, um, he calls it the book of wealth or the books of wealth. 
and explores how finances and economies and our wealth was developed, was accumulated, and then lost throughout different civilizations and different cities throughout all of history. It's really an interesting read. And what you'll find is that there are these waves, there are gold rushes, and a lot of people jump onto the wave, not because they think it's wise, but if you take a step back and look at the psychology behind the decision-making, they're actually just being impatient. We're being impatient with the guaranteed ways to build wealth, saving your money, investing your money wisely in certain markets, for example, following financial advice. These are the things that are slow, they are steady, they're almost guaranteed to help you build your wealth without taking huge risks. And they take time to build up. There's a great book called The Compound Effect, where the author talks about the experience of building wealth over a long period of time, which is the compound effect when it comes to money, but also translates that to behavior, where he talks about consistent, slow accumulation of habits builds up over time and hits an inflection point where the growth of that expands exponentially. The reason why that's really important here is because it requires patience to get through the period where it seems like nothing is happening. But, you know, like like the swan on the lake, it appears graceful above the surface, but beneath the surface, the legs are going like crazy and it's swimming a lot. So developing patience during those periods where it appears that there's nothing happening and things are kind of stagnating, progress is being made so long as you continue to apply yourself and that requires you digging deep on patience. So how do you do that? Well, in my experience, the way to develop patience is to actually expand the timeline that you're thinking about whatever it is you're working on. So for example, if you're trying to start a family, you might be tempted to think, well, the moment we start trying, it should take only a couple of months, a couple of goes, if you like, and we'll be pregnant in no time. But what happens if those two months pass and you're still not pregnant? Then you start to get a little bit irritated. You might start to get a little bit disheartened and you start feeling a sense of disappointment. And then the impatience starts to kick in. This isn't working. What's wrong with us? Well, nothing is actually wrong. It may actually just be that your expectation of the timeline may not have been fair or reasonable. So in this example, if you're going into starting a family, what if you were to say to yourself, we're going to give this two years. Let's give this a solid two years. Now, all you've done is changed the time frame or the time horizon that you're thinking about this particular project. I don't know if project's the right word, but this particular exercise or chapter of your life that you're looking to work on, giving yourself two years to tackle that, firstly, it takes the pressure off and immediately makes you more patient as you step through each month and each cycle of attempt. The same can be said about job applications or finding a new job. If you're giving yourself only a few weeks to find the perfect job, that may be unreasonable. But what if you gave yourself a whole year to find the perfect job or two years to find the perfect job for you? All of a sudden, again, you're kind of unlocking this patience and you're unlocking a world of opportunity that you would have ignored because now you're giving yourself the chance to go and try a job 
Firstly, you're giving yourself a chance to apply for a whole bunch of jobs. And then you're giving yourself an opportunity to go and try a whole bunch of jobs. Maybe you might go and try a job and go through the probationary period for three months and decide you don't like it. Okay, well, you've given yourself two years. So that's three months down. Let's go and find another job. And then you go and find another job. You try another one. And before you know it, you're more likely to actually give yourself a chance and land the job of your dreams because you've been patient with yourself and you've given yourself some time. Now, what's important when it comes to expanding the time horizon, where a lot of people struggle with this, going from thinking of things in a weekly time horizon as opposed to a monthly, quarterly, or annual time horizon, is actually letting go of the short term. We live in a world where we're so fixated on living in the short term immediate gratification, making sure that we are getting what we want now, not tomorrow, right? We need it now. But stop and ask yourself whenever it comes to the sense of impatience or immediate gratification, what difference would it make if you got it now? What difference would it make if you got what you deserved, but it just took a little longer? Like what difference would it make if you got it a year from now as opposed to today? In actuality, right? That's the question. In actuality, what difference would it make? Because you will find that if you're getting it, it makes no difference whether it's today or next year or next month or two years from now. What difference does it make? Unless we're talking about something that is life or death, you will find that it makes very little difference to your existence whether you get it in this moment or a few months from now or a year from now or two years from now or several years from now. For example, there are goals and things that I'm working towards that I'm giving myself 10 years in one case and about 33 years before I get there. How's that for patience? Like, get honest with yourself because what happens is when you start to expand that time horizon with the reality and the, this new picture that you've got of like what actually matters here, what actually matters is that when you expand that time horizon, all of a sudden you start working more consistently towards achieving it, which means you're more likely to achieve it and you're more likely to achieve it in a shorter amount of time. It's a total paradox, but the more ironic, the more true it is. So if you give yourself more time, you're more likely to consistently work at it little by little each and every day. And that little by little consistency, those baby steps is what is going to actually get you there as opposed to spending a little bit of intense time and then giving up because you're impatient. Now, another thing that can happen when you get impatient is that you, you lose your footing, so to speak. So I wrote a blog post many years ago titled your impatience will cost you your footing. And the reason I say that is because this actually happened to me. Now, what was happening was I was walking across a local beach and on one end of the beach, it had all rocks, sandstone rocks and part of the land that had broken down over however many millions of years. And the tide was coming in and it wasn't particularly unsafe. It wasn't a high tide. It wasn't rough surf or anything like that. But while I was on this walk, I had this insight and I didn't have my phone on me. 
I rarely take my phone with me on my walks. And I had this insight and I thought, I really want to write this down. And I was kind of sitting with it and I thought, okay, I want to get this down before I forget. So I decided in that moment I needed to rush back home so I could write down this note. I was being really impatient with myself and I wasn't trusting my memory in reality. So what ended up happening was I started making poor decisions with where I was stepping myself across the rocks to get myself back to the beach, to the sand, where it was really stable. And as a result, I looked at a particular path that I could have taken across a few big rocks that were covered in a bit of slippery moss that is usually in high tide, that slippery moss kind of builds up just under the surface of the water. But because the tide was lower, that moss was exposed. So I was looking at these rocks that I could step across and I thought, you know what, I'll make it, I'll be fine. I'll just step across this. I know what I'm doing. I was a little bit arrogant about it. And you can probably tell where this is going. The first step I took, I slipped, I landed on my side, I got whiplash in my neck, my head just avoided another rock, and I had cut my hand open because I had tried to break my fall with my hand. And what ended up happening was I had to kind of like pull myself together and then kind of limp home is what ended up happening. Now, had I decided to take the path where the stones and the boulders were dry, it would have taken a little bit longer for me to take that path in comparison to going over the wet moss-covered boulders. But in actuality, it actually would have taken me less time to get home because I wouldn't have fallen. It was safer and I would have just been on my way. But instead, because I had slipped and fallen, now all of a sudden I was limping, so I was slower moving. I also had to try and pick myself up. And I also had to deal with injuries that I needed to recover from as a result of that. So your impatience can cost you your footing. And I've seen this many times. What I mean by footing is your stability. When we become impatient, we sacrifice stability for the sake of speed, which is in some instances, like mine, potentially dangerous. Now, the danger can be financial danger. You might burn through your savings because you're getting impatient and you're making unwise decisions. You may be making unwise decisions in terms of where you're going to live if you're getting really impatient about finding a home to go and live in. You might be making dangerous or unwise decisions in terms of who you end up in a relationship with because you're feeling a bit impatient about being single for too long. Or maybe you get impatient about the way you handle dealing with your health because you just want a quick fix and you don't want to put the work in required to maybe change some of your food choices and increasing some of your activity. So your impatience can cost you your footing because you might make the leap to land on the figurative moss-covered stone, but the moment your foot lands on that moss-covered stone just because of your impatience, you slip and fall And all of a sudden, what you thought was going to speed up time has actually made it take much longer than it could have had you gone the way that required just a little more patience. So I want you to think about this. I want you to think about where in your life you've been impatient, where you're getting impatient, and how you can extend the timeline. How can you make this take longer? 
How can you give yourself more time to achieve it and be more thoughtful in your approach to whatever it is you're working on or whatever it is you're trying to solve in your life? And just be patient with yourself. With dedication, you'll get there. You will actually get there. It's not about speed. It's not about how quickly you can get there. It's about can you guarantee that you will get there if you just slow down? My answer to you is yes. The answer to that question is 100% yes. If you slow down, you can guarantee you'll get there. If you try and speed up, you reduce that guarantee. You reduce the likelihood of you actually getting there. So be patient with yourself. Be patient with life. And give yourself a chance by going slow, steady, and doing something meaningful. So I hope this was helpful. I hope this helps get you thinking about where you're being impatient and how you can create some more patience in your life. Because believe me, it's not worth the cost of your stability and the footing if you're taking a leap that is only going to land you in more pain, more challenge, and slow you down even more. Because then you have to deal with the extra layers of that. Be patient. Give yourself a fighting chance. Because you deserve what you're working towards. You've just got to give yourself a little more time. Or maybe a lot more time. Something to think about. So with that being said, I hope you've gotten value from this episode. Make sure you've subscribed wherever you're watching or listening to this episode. And uh, I'll see you in the next one.